It's the end of Season 1 of our Green About Media podcast, and to finish off, Ara and I wanted to explore the potential best and worst case scenarios of everything we've discussed so far. So we're going to look at sustainability in digital advertising, climate change and the carbon challenge, the digital carbon footprint, colour washing, and finally, AI in the environment. Now, Ara's sunny disposition is a natural fit for the best case scenarios. What can I say? I'm an optimist and I'd like to think that there is hope and that everyone is going to awaken and get inspired one day to do what is necessary and make the right decisions to make a difference. As for myself, I'm a notoriously dour, doom-ridden nihilist and will delight in taking the apocalyptic worst case. So, let's start with sustainable digital advertising, where companies know that sustainability is important and will drive economic growth. However, companies get increasingly hesitant to commit their tight budgets to these projects that don't see short-term returns, resulting in a sluggish uptake on these important initiatives and parties default to a completely unviable wait-and-see approach. The majority of digital media companies make a sharp turn to effectively change their behaviours and in turn make significant reduction in their carbon emissions. Digital advertising platforms continue to prioritise profits over sustainability using energy-intensive data centres and servers that continue to contribute to climate change and other environmental issues. Digital advertising platforms embrace sustainability and push for using renewable energy sources to power their data centres and servers and avoiding and reducing their carbon footprint and energy consumption significantly. Advertisers focus solely on maximising their reach and engagement without considering their impact on the environment and sustainable products and practices. Consumers remain unaware of the environmental damage of their online use and continue to engage with unsustainable brands, products and services. Or advertisers prioritise sustainable products and services and use their advertising budgets to promote environmentally friendly practices and behaviours. Consumers become more conscious of the impact of their online behaviour and actively seek out sustainable brands and products, therefore pushing companies to act. Business as usual, current trends and the absence of sufficient action continues. We see more frequent and severe natural disasters, sea levels rise, food and water shortages become rampant, we see a loss in biodiversity and increased conflict over resources. The effects of climate change exacerbate existing social and economic inequalities, driving humanity even further apart. Human creation and consumption take a lesson from nature. We future-proof our liveliness and the economy by giving back to that nature. The majority of people and nations share the load and support this new way of doing things. Without embedding sustainability principles, the continued reliance on fossil fuels not only worsen climate change, but also contribute to air pollution, water pollution and increasing public health issues. Additionally, the extraction, transportation and use of the remainder of the fossil fuels leads to environmental destruction, displacement of communities and human rights violations. The world collectively takes significant action to limit greenhouse gas emissions and prevents global temperatures from rising more than 1.5 degrees Celsius, above pre-industrial levels. The worst of the negative outcomes of the warming of the planet are avoided, and humanity uses that new baseline to continue to improve. CO2 levels mean that the global average temperatures have risen more than 4 degrees since the pre-industrial revolution. Conditions like this have never been experienced or endured before by humanity, and it suffers, especially those people in more vulnerable geographic or economic positions. Humanity makes a rapid and widespread transition to renewable energy sources such as wind, solar and hydropower, as well as a significant reduction in deforestation and other land use changes, 
Additionally, carbon capture technologies and other methods of removing carbon dioxide from the atmosphere are developed and deployed at scale. Companies take the easy way out and continue to invest almost exclusively in carbon offsets, hoping their stakeholders believe that their carbon will just disappear, when in reality this has no scientific basis and does not support climate action effectively. A swift and comprehensive shift towards a sustainable and low-carbon economy, which would involve reducing emissions, transitioning to renewable energy sources, and promoting sustainable practices in all sectors of society. This could lead to a range of positive outcomes, including a healthier and more equitable society, greater economic stability, and a more resilient natural environment. Digital Carbon Footprint Awareness of the impact of digital on the environment is growing. More and more companies have started taking action to actually reduce their digital footprint and have started taking the first steps measuring their carbon footprint. However, the standardization of carbon calculators fail to align and we end up comparing apples to bicycles, leading to confusion and inaccuracy when calculating the actual carbon footprint of a particular activity or industry. It becomes incredibly difficult to develop effective policies for reducing carbon emissions or to hold companies accountable for their environmental impact. Standardized measurement methods for calculating carbon emissions ensures accuracy, comparability and accountability in measuring the impact of digital technology on the environment. Policymakers and companies develop effective strategies to reduce carbon emissions and mitigate the impact of digital technology on the environment. We selfishly only attempt to compensate for our own carbon footprint without effectively establishing the necessary cooperation required. This creates a false sense of security that the environmental impact of digital technology has been adequately addressed, but in reality, the actual carbon emissions haven't been reduced to the required level at all. My positive outlook is that we come together as an industry to tackle the problem as a unified force using offsets, but only as a temporary solution, and focus further on reducing carbon emissions through measures such as energy efficiency design, renewable energy sources, and circular economy principles. The efficacy and credibility of some offset projects, as well as the potential for double counting and other accounting errors undermines the effectiveness of offsets as a tool for mitigating the environmental impact of carbon emissions. Color washing. It's pretty clear that any type of color washing should be avoided. However, it does continue to happen, often inadvertently. As long as a company is not fully aware of the full scope of the negative effects of this type of washing and all the associated risks, there's often no real motivation to tackle this issue and Whenever a company is outed as overreaching its environmental or social claims, there's a backlash. The brand's image takes a hit, leading to a further drop in sales. And consumers go so far as to boycott the company they perceive as dishonest. Companies begin to see transparency as a greater risk than not, and their activities disappear into a black box, meaning that consumers are unable to make an informed choice in which companies to support. Actually, during research for this episode, Ara informed me about this new colour issue or at least new to me, and that's green hushing. This is when even companies that have legitimate positive impact on green initiatives are hesitant to speak up about them because they're worried that their actions will be labelled as greenwashing. So instead of spreading awareness and educating consumers on environmental and or social friendly business conduct and production practices to lead to positive real-world outcomes, it shies away from all communications. More and more companies make real efforts to improve their ESG impacts instead of merely talking about the positive impacts they have and therefore are more specific and transparent about their sustainability claims, garnering support from consumers, which in turn allows them to grow and develop in ways that have a net positive impact on the environment, on society and their governance. 
companies continue to take advantage of consumers' desire to make better choices and only call their products sustainable. These loosely used sustainability claims cause people to select products that are less sustainable over more sustainable ones that have less pronounced marketing, thus leading to unintentional adverse environmental and or social impacts as a result of green, blue or pink washing. Companies spend resources innovating to achieve real and lasting results in terms of environmental and or social impact, rather than in misleading or greenwashing marketing. Companies collaborate with independent organizations that can verify claims and provide an authentic endorsement that people can trust, preventing overpromising on goals that are unrealistic to achieve. And finally, our most recent topic, artificial intelligence, where our exponentially advancing machines are able to find potential solutions and efficiencies that we just aren't capable of doing manually. However, because AI is only as unbiased as the data presented to it, it internalizes all the horrible bias and false information out there and unwittingly perpetuates these biases, furthering inequality in a global system of interconnected sustainability-focused industries. Furthermore, the black box style approach of a lot of current technologies means that we don't even know these biases are happening until it's too ingrained in the system. We make sure that the data we use to train the algorithms is of high quality and representative of the population being studied. The team developing and testing the algorithms are as diverse and inclusive as possible as well. And in order to avoid black box approach, we design algorithms that are transparent and explainable. We begin to rely so heavily on AI solving some of our problems that other key areas such as policy changes, education and community-based initiatives get severely neglected. We use AI to identify and prioritize the areas where we have the most impact and complement our efforts. For example, the data we gather from different cities points to a change in our recycling methods, and then this pushes forward the changes needed to improve those methods. Best intended AI initiatives have catastrophic unintended consequences, such as optimizing certain crucial supply chains to improve carbon emissions in such a way that it actually ends up overusing the limited water supplies and irrevocably degrading the land. Okay, but imagine we're using AI right now for our energy consumption in buildings, for example, our AI analyzes the data on our building occupancy, weather patterns, and energy usage, and then predicts and adjusts the heating or cooling systems. How cool would that be? And so we are reducing energy waste and costs as we speak. This is likely to only get better. Looking specifically at the programmatic supply chain, reselling, duplication, and volume is creating waste in the form of server compute time when a DSP sees multiple actions for what is really the same impression opportunity. In this case, we use unnecessary energy due to the resultant server-to-server -server communication to resell an auction. All of this creates carbon emissions, so why not use AI to track inefficiencies and optimize this supply path? In the end, it's a win-win for everyone. We are saving energy and optimizing at budgets, and thus gaining better results. Okay, so I'm not really a doom-ridden nihilist, but it is certainly a fun part to play sometimes. Honestly, my expectations are somewhere in the middle. I think that humans have always found a way when faced with these problems to use technology in such a way that we dig ourselves out at the last minute. I do know that people are really slow to change, and climate change is one of these issues where, because it's not happening immediately, and it's really difficult to try and think about it in terms of the next quarter of the business cycle or the next election or something like that, I think it does make it difficult for people to act now, whether that's corporations or 
individuals. The other thing is that for an individual, I think it can really feel overwhelming. There's, there seems to be such a big problem and we don't really feel like we have the power to actually change anything quickly. I think often it, it does feel easier to put our heads in the sand and say, oh, well, it's sort of too late or we're not going to be able to stop it anyway. So we'll just get on with things as they are. I don't know. But I do think there will come a point. I think there will be damage done quite irrevocably. But I do think there will come a point where we are able to utilize technology and start getting things on the right path. And I think once that starts to happen, and specifically in the digital industry or in any industry, I think that once the money starts to go into these solutions, then I think there can be a really quick, like a real snowball effect where things start to change quite quickly. It's just a matter of getting that ball rolling. And once it, it comes to the point where price and convenience reaches a level that it makes sense for people. I mean, most people do want to do the right thing as long as it's not too difficult for them. So I, th I think that once it reaches that point of price and convenience that people do it, then you can have a really dramatic shift really quickly. In general, I, I'm actually quite optimistic that we'll figure out a way. Um, but yeah, so that's me. I'm sort of in the middle. What about you, Ara? We really need to stay positive in the sense that by taking action to address uh, climate change and the carbon challenge, we are creating a better future for ourselves and the future generations. I have to admit that as much as I'd like to stay positive myself, I'm a bit of a pessimist when I see people act with disrespect to nature towards other people, our community. However, at the end of the day, I think it's better to be an optimist and see that there is an opportunity to do things differently and better for all of us, and starting with ourselves. I'd like to end the show by leaving everyone with this thought. Our future and that of our industry when it comes to sustainability and climate change is in our hands. We can either choose to do nothing, so just go on about business as usual and assume the consequences, because I mean, There's no point in blaming anyone else but us. Or we can choose to start making positive changes today that will help shape a better tomorrow for ourselves and the future generations. It's not all about gloom and doom. I really don't like that. And I think that we have all the tools and everything necessary in our hands to make those changes. It's just we need to act. Other than that, happy to get your comments, happy to learn more about what you liked, what you didn't like, if you want to discuss another topic, anything, anything that you can share with us. Super happy. Please share. And looking forward to season two. Thanks, Phil. I look forward to the next. Cheers. And that's a wrap for our first season of the Green About Media podcast. If I can leave you with at least one key learning from all the episodes, It's that you realize that sustainability is not a nice to have or just a trend or buzzword. It's not only about being environmentally friendly either, it's much more than that. It's about being socially responsible, but not forgetting that there is an economic aspect and these two things will tie in together. It's a new way of living and doing business that we need to adopt if we want to strive for the future.